Welcome to Dig Life Deep with John Aiden Byrne. Well, I hope you're all real well. I'm coming to you as usual, or most of the time, from the northeast of America. I'm in the New York area, or maybe I should say the North Pole East. It's freezing cold outside. So you move from your house, toasty and warm in here. We even have the wood fire burning, even though we use gas to heat the house mostly. You go outside and it really, it, it's it's tough. And then when I end up having to shovel snow during the winter, that becomes a challenge. But maybe it's all fun and it keeps us in good shape. This show is going to be a little different. I'm going to talk a little bit about the economy, about Bitcoin, Bitcoin, because I've been preoccupied this week with the stock market and also the launch of a separate and new and exciting podcast called Odeon Capital Conversations. I'm the host and it's with Dick Beauvais, the famed financial strategist. He covers the banking industry. For Odeon Capital Group, Dick has decades of experience. As they say, he's a veteran and you'll see him all the time on TV and the various business shows. He is accompanied by Matt Van Alstein. He's co-founder at Odeon and managing partner. Just a great combination. So I host that show. We launched our first episode this week take a listen and recommend it and follow it we covered the federal reserve this week we covered all things money and markets dick beauvais concludes the u.s federal reserve is in a dangerous place its balance sheet is a total disaster and we'll see how that plays with the stock market matt has an opposing view and different conclusions but I hope you follow it. I'm going to talk a little bit about Bitcoin in a wee moment rather than bring on a guest. And then we'll come back to our guests in the next couple of weeks. Uh, we have a lot of exciting guests coming up from all over, some special guests. And they'll be talking about world matters, uh, wars, history, the great Midwest of America, arts, entertainment, and some stuff we could call exclusive. So in a few moments, we're going to talk about Bitcoin and I'm going to do a replay of a recent interview with a financial expert and he covers crime in the financial services sector and his take on Bitcoin. We see how it tanked in value during the stock market plunge, the roller coaster this week. And we'll try to dig a little bit deep on that. So stay tuned and also take a listen to Odeon Capital Conversations. It's with Dick Beauvais and Matt Van Alstein. And I host that show and I think you're going to enjoy it. I'm your host, John Aiden Byrne. We keep digging for the secrets and stories of uncommon and everyday things and interesting people. Hi, I'm Danica Patrick. Watching my nieces grow, play, and learn is amazing, but not every child gets to be carefree. One in six kids in the U.S. are hungry. This breaks my heart, and it's something that Feeding America is working to change. Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste and gives it to families in need. To help, visit feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. 
Well, hello again. I hope you're all grand. I'm your host, John Aidan Byrne. A little bit of a different formula on this episode, and then we're going to get back to our regular interviews with some riffing and commentary by me here and there. I think people like us. I hope they do. We're going to talk about Bitcoin or Bitcoin. You be the judge. I'm going to first read this fabulous story from Insider, headlined NYC, that's New York City Mayor Eric Adams, converted his first paychecks into Bitcoin and Ether last week. That's all the same sector. Then the crypto market crashed. Gosh. And then they have all these bullet points. Then the crypto market crashed. Bloomberg calculates Adams lost around $1,000 through Monday. Bitcoin is about 22% lower year to date, while another cryptocurrency is down about 35% in the same period. Also from this same insider article, quote from Adams, NYC is going to be the first center of the cryptocurrency industry, another fast-growing innovative industries. Just wait, Adams said in the November 5 tweet he put out. Gosh, was he dealing with fool's gold? Well, maybe it's the last out of the exits that get creamed, and maybe it's all this smart money knows more about this cryptocurrency than you know regular pundits regular joes we're going to play my fascinating section of an interview a very long one i did with jeffrey robinson recently he's a prolific writer on financial crime he wrote among many other tomes the laundry men and it was a bestseller worldwide and he doesn't suffer fools gladly i don't believe He does not think highly of Bitcoin. So I just thought it was appropriate to take the clip and play it now. As I was looking uh, this past week at the markets um, in dire straits, just tanking. And there seemed to be some kind of a correlation between Bitcoin and the crypto markets and the broader, more, let's call them traditional markets. We're just taking some peeks at other pieces from insider the 40-day correlation between bitcoin's price and nasdaq is almost at 0.66 according to bloomberg this is the highest it has been since 2010 the correlation between bitcoin and the s&p 500 also sits at a record high following this similar price action the dip in the cryptocurrency market has been also felt in the stock market if wall street recovers recovers being the operative word from the dips and the recession a turnaround in bitcoin's charts could be seen it goes on and on it gets deep it gets technical maybe some of it gets a little boring but you'd be the judge in that also the bigger picture is cryptocurrencies have slumped as investors priced in rising inflation and worried about impending u.s interest rate hikes well as the traditional markets and the stock market plunge it may recover we'll we'll wait and see bitcoin is following suit in november 
Bitcoin hit an all-time high of 69,000. Now it's down, or recently was down, 30% this year, which points to similarities between today's crypto marketing campaigns and activities of stockbrokers in the run-up to the Great Depression, according to the website Kitco. And here's a quote from Invesco's global head of asset allocation, Paul Jackson, in a recent note. Quote, the mass marketing of Bitcoin reminds us of the activity of stockbrokers in the run-up to the 1929 crash. And of course, that led to the Great Depression. We may be talking about tulip mania here. He went on to say, we think it is not too much of a stretch to imagine Bitcoin falling below 30,000 this year. Jackson, according to this same article on Kitco, went on to clarify that there is a 30% chance of that actually happening. Investos crypto note was part of the improbable but possible forecasts series. So warnings on both sides and you be the judge. Obviously, I feel a lot of people, especially the smart money and maybe not the dumb money, but the money, the big guys with the big money in Wall Street will make money out of Bitcoin, but it's last out of the exits, the suckers who always get burnt. So if you make money on Bitcoin, good luck to you and fair play. I'm betwixt and between on it. It's a difficult one to draw any serious conclusions except to say buyers beware. But the question is worth asking. It does cryptocurrency, does Bitcoin fit the traditional characteristics of money, a medium of exchange, a store of value, a unit of account, and have does it have intrinsic value? Jeffrey Robinson, the great author of many tomes and including his bestseller, The Laundryman, doesn't believe Bitcoin has intrinsic value and he'll explain that in this wee clip it's fascinating it's interesting it's good to get both sides and especially it's good not to get burnt you have to get out of the exits before you're left holding fresh air looking at your value in this investment evaporate not saying it's going to happen i do think some people are going to make money and have already made money but maybe do some research and see who has gotten out of bitcoin at the moment and maybe that'll open your eyes here's jeffrey robinson from my recent interview stay well stay calm even as the stocks plunge come back up and the wider markets plunge come back up maybe they'll stabilize maybe when the market absorbs the fact that we're going to have interest rate increases this coming year things will stabilize maybe inflation will go away maybe it won't i think inflation's here for eh, another wee while here's jeffrey robinson you're not a big fan of cryptocurrency because i've seen your posts Oh, on Twitter and everywhere, and you, you come in for a lot of flack off people. You think it's, it's a bubble to ready to burst? I wrote a book. I wrote an ebook with Amazon uh, called Bitcoin, The Naked Truth About Bitcoin. And I went at it looking to try and find out exactly what it was. And what I basically found out was it's a scam. It's nonsense. I mean, it's cotton candy. It doesn't, it's, it's ridiculous. Uh, Satoshi, Nakamoto Satoshi, who apparently invented Bitcoin and the blockchain, his experiment 
of using Bitcoin to drive the blockchain has pretty much failed. It's nonsense. It doesn't exist. The, the blockchains that are in existence today are not driven by Bitcoin because Bitcoin is too volatile. It's a terrible currency. It does, it's not even a currency. It doesn't, it doesn't work very well. It's a solution in search of a problem. There are other cryptocurrencies which may or may not be more interesting. But what I've recently come to understand, taking all this flack from the Bitcoin faithful who say, well, you're too old, you don't understand, uh, uh, you know, it's the algorithm and it's, it's science, it's this, that, and the other thing. What I've recently come to understand is that it's, it's the emperor's new clothes. Mm. All these clowns pushing Bitcoin are standing there naked saying, you, just because you can't see the great frocks we're wearing doesn't mean that we're not the best dressed in the world. Yeah, it does. It's, so, so it's like tulip mania of old and all those other well, problems. You know, there, there's something, there's a difference between price and value. The price of Bitcoin is now $50,000 a coin, something like that. Right. Down from 67, dropped right. in, in, in a week. It dropped 20 some odd percent. Uh, in fact, it dropped 30% in a week. So you can't depend on this stuff. It's not a store of value, not a dependable store of value. Uh, and it's not a currency. There's no circular flow of income with it. It's, uh, it, it it's, it's got a value, an intrinsic value of zero. It's not worth anything. The price, yes, yeah, somebody's willing to pay 50000 for it, but there's no intrinsic value. And that's important because when you look at fiat currency and they always say, well, fiat currency disappears because of inflation. These are people who don't know what they're talking about. Fiat, fiat the British pound and the dollar and the euro have intrinsic value because you have to pay your taxes with it. And it is backed by a government and all of the institutions of the government and the people of, who, uh, who make up the, uh, the citizenry. There is intrinsic value to that. Uh, this business of, well, it disappears to inflation. Yes. If in 1913 you had $100 and you put it under your bed, the buying power in the year 2022 would be $6. You would have lost $94 to inflation mm. buying power. It would still be worth $100. But you would, from 1913, it would, it would go, it would have, you'd, you'd only be able to buy $6 worth of what you could have bought for 100 But it'd still be $100. Point is, no one leaves it under their bed. You invest it, you put it into ETFs against the S&P 500, you put it into a bank, you were in interest, you buy bonds, you do something. So the buying power of that $100, if you had invested it properly, in very simple, safe ways, would be worth I don't know, 98 or $99. So the inflation thing is a false argument. It really doesn't hold hold true. But surely some investors will and have made money on Bitcoin, those who got no, out. they're smart. not investors. They're not well, investors. Call them they're what gamblers. you are, but... They're gamblers. Gam they, they have made money, right? Oh, they've made money because they bought it 50000 and they sold it sixty-seven. except they haven't. They haven't sold it sixty-seven. And the people who bought it $2,000 are greedy. So they're still holding on to it. Either they sold it 4,000 or they're now saying, look, I've got, you know, I bought it 2,000. I've now got 50,000. <coughs> I'll wait till it goes to 100,000. Yeah. No, it's gambling. It's, it's, and it's a loaded roulette wheel because the largest group of people, the very few people, it's a hundred people who own the biggest share of Bitcoin represent something ridiculous like 0.001% of all the Bitcoin holders. I mean, it's, it's, you have to you have to Google the theory of greater fools. Yeah, yeah. People buy this stuff hoping they can sell it for more, so they're looking for greater fools to sell it to. No, it's all of that last out of the exits uh, theory as well. But um, some fools or speculators or gamblers will make money. I mean, sure. they remind 
you know, it's sort of like you could you could argue that stocks and equities right now are, you know, it's all a big bubble as well. And not really, because stocks, if you buy shares of Apple, you're buying shares in a company that is generating income that has four walls and a roof that exists, that is real. You can see it. If you buy Bitcoin, what have you got? We did see where we had in 2008, the market collapsed because arguably the equity market was in bubble territory and it lost- The housing market, yeah. And well, yeah, and then it affected the equity market too. But, the but, point uh, is, but, but, but your point is, is, is correct. There is something underlying that. And Bitcoin, in that sense, is a distinctly different well, if you asset had a, class, if that's correct. If you had a house worth, I don't know, pick a figure, $100,000 in 2008, uh, yes, the value might have dropped to 60000 and you might have been underwater in your mortgage, but you were still living in it. And today it's now worth one hundred and sixty thousand. Yeah. yeah, you didn't necessarily. Yeah, some people lost their homes. Okay, I, I understand that there are bubbles. Yeah. So but so you, so a lot of people holding cryptocurrency are saying, Jeffrey, are going to get really burnt, ruined, destroyed. Get out. Get the hell out of it. You're saying it's very hard to tell them that it's worth nothing. There's no value. Yeah, they, they bought into something that is priced. But has no value. They don't believe it because they're saying, "Well, I bought at thirty thousand, and it's now worth fifty thousand. So I made twenty thousand dollars, and what have you done?" Yep, you know, yeah, it's very hard. But it's tulip mania. It's absolutely tulip mania. So there you have it. Words of warning from Jeffrey Robinson, author of the famed bestseller, "The Laundryman and Other Tomes." You make up your own mind with so much misery, nervousness, spookiness. And some room for optimism. Let's be real here. Things go up, things go down. Eventually it stabilizes. Let's look to the future with optimism. I would refer you to a very interesting book which might help explain what we're going through at this period in history. It's called Extraordinary Popular Delusions and the Madness of Crowds. It's a famous old tome by Charles Mackay. Hope I pronounced his name correctly. And I'm reminded also of a wonderful piece of wisdom by my late dear mother growing up in the beautiful, lovely market town of RD in County Louth, Ireland. You might as well laugh as cry. Until our next episode, I'm your host, John Aiden Byrne. You are listening to Dig Life Deep with John Aiden Byrne. You can reach the host in the U.S. at 973-529-4699. That's 973-529-4699-973-529-4699. Email burndesk at gmail.com. That's burndesk, B-Y-R-N-E, desk at gmail.com. Burndesk at gmail.com. Subscribe for free.